Hey, dude. Hey, man. This uh, chapter is tremendous. Did just... you uh, did you read these latest quotes from Russell? Uh, oh, the one that uh, Robbie got? Yeah, where he was talking about how he was glad the Lakers traded him because, like, it meant... Oh, I can't do it. I can't <laughs> Good do Lord, it. you check. <laughs> April Fool's! <laughs> Welcome to the Lake Show. I'm Anthony Irwin. I'm joined by Harrison Fagan. I have been in a drunken stupor for about four days now. Love uh, how just upfront and honest you are always about that. <laughs> uh, so what we're going to do today is we're Harrison's going to catch me up on what I might have missed over the weekend. And apparently I missed a lot. I missed LeBron James being shut down for the season. I missed Rajon oh, Rondo. There's no way you missed that. Like, you saw that, right? You just weren't working for it. No, I, I, I didn't even watch yesterday's game. That's incredible to me. All right, but go ahead. <laughs> uh, no, I, I watched a little bit of it, but I watched the game. I had no idea that he was shut down, shut down. I, I, I did not know that until this morning. I'm honestly envious of your ability to disconnect when you're not on the clock. Oh, yeah, I have to. You wait, you really like you can't fully disconnect? It's hard. I mean, like no something will always happen where I forget to turn off Woj alerts or something like that or like I'll just be scrolling Twitter and I'll see something and I'll kind of freak out like, you know, it just for me it doesn't really go away. But I I literally like when I go on vacation, I don't carry my phone with me. Oh, that must be nice. Well, that's what you it's healthier for you to do that i'm 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 inst- instituting a law where you have to not have your phone when you're on vacation that's what my boss says and then you know just <laughs> i'm i'm not your boss harrison i'm, I'm not, not good at it one of these days you'll you'll figure this out uh today though we're going to t- talk through some of the stuff that i might have missed over the weekend when i was in scottsdale it's bad that i forgot where i was this weekend oh my um God. We are going to. We've talk... had a lot of worst intros ever. This is up there. Though. This is up there. We're going to talk about Space Jam Two. LeBron is apparently skipping out on the worlds in China uh, to film and train. He's in... got film obligations, Anthony. Basketball is a hobby. Okay, <laughs> the man has professional things that he has to take care of. So I was sitting there eating lunch, and I was watching the Indians play the Pitts. No. Uh... The Chicago White Sox. I was sitting there like eating lunch and, and kind of catching back up on stuff. And I see it across the the ESPN scroll down there. It was like LeBron James skipping out on Worlds for Space Jam 2. And I was like, oh, that's not – perception there is not great. Yeah, that's not an ideal headline, but that's <laughs> not exactly what he's doing. It was more of just a like I'm pl- still planning to play in the Olympics, but I'm yeah. going to use this season to rehab and that this stuff was all scheduled and it has to be scheduled out and – all that kind of stuff. My question to you, though, is is Zion, because he apparently is getting ready to play in those worlds, is he an upgrade over LeBron? Well, you, Team USA is looking at him and, like, gauging his interest in doing it. They, he's not oh. – I, I don't think it's for sure yet. Would but... he be an upgrade? No. No, he wouldn't be an upgrade. <laughs> like, because Le- LeBron is still the best player in the NBA on, like, a given no, night not. when he really wants to be. When he wants to be. Like, no. there have been nights this season where he's looked like that guy. And it – 
his defense is not good anymore, but his offensive productivity, his offensive decline has been massively overstated. The man is dominating, apparently not even on like a healthy groin. Like there was that yeah. apparently one of the his physical therapists said that he came back in like six post. weeks from an injury that she thought should have shut him down for the season. He was uh, like doing like he was like sleeping in like an oxygen chamber in order to just to be able to get out there. And he was like trying to mask his pain symptoms and stuff like Le- LeBron clearly and he was still putting up like 27 eight and eight like lebron yeah. is still a really good basketball he's still player really good. i don't think he's the best in the world though it on i still well i don't know i mean who knows if he's ever fully healthy from the groin thing again because like those things can linger and like stick with you for a long time but uh, i think that his level of productivity while apparently limping around out there and you could see it out on the court too yeah he just didn't have the same explosion he was wow. dominating with brain and like all of that stuff instead of his physical abilities like you don't get blocked by mario hazonia if you're at your physical peak and i don't know i just like uh, rather than debate zion versus lebron for <laughs> like team usa I, I think that we should talk a little bit about this because the lakers are shutting him down now so mm-hmm. the rest of the season i mean the rest of the season was meaningless anyway but now the first season of the lebron james era is officially over we will see no more lebron james and i, I just thought that it would be you know, like we should talk a little bit about like uh, like wh- where kind of are the Lakers now? Where should they go from here? Like this is over now. We've seen the one season of LeBron. How do you feel about this kind of era going forward? I'm nervous. I'm 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 nervous. So I'm nervous on a couple levels because like one thing that I found out about my myself over the course of this year is that I'm a bigger I think basketball fan than I am a Laker fan, and I'm a pretty big. I'm wearing Laker pants right now. Um, uh, but, but I, I'm, I found out over the course of this, this season that I care a lot more about, you know, larger picture basketball things. And what I, what I'm nervous about is that I don't want LeBron's legacy to, to be impacted. Like if he has two more seasons like this and then opts out of that last year, rides off into the Space Jam 2 sunset. Space Jam 3, I think by that point. What's that? Space Jam three by that point. I no, think. it'd be it'd be Space Jam two because he it, it airs in July twenty twenty one. Oh, it's true. Yeah. So if he if he go if he if he rides off into the sunset having what if it was just like a really meta movie and he discovers his love of making movies like as and that's the plot and he decides that he wants to give up basketball. He has Ron Howard's hairline, so I could see it. Oh my god. <laughs> um, but like I I, I don't want his. I don't want his legacy to be impacted out here in the way that I think it will be because he specifically failed as a Laker. Like, yeah, I, I mean, it'd that'll be one certainly, thing, it'd be one thing if he would have like, but it, it'd be one thing if he would have gone to Denver, you know, and and struggled in Denver. But when you struggle with the Lakers, it that that sends a ripple effect, and and it would be a real bummer if if. Not just, and he's not blameless here, by the way. Like he's, it's his own agency that brought him to the Lakers in the first place. But it would be a real bummer if, if you know, we got two more seasons like this moving forward. You know, that that would suck, especially when we all thought that this was going to be fun. And yeah. you know, Sports Illustrated, Sports Illustrated should have taught us the perils of ever believing <laughs> that. Think. But I think. I don't know. To me, as much as I said, he's still the best player in the world when he wants to be. What we what I have learned most and I think what all of us have learned most from this season is that he is no longer the best player in the world on a night to night basis. If he even was the last couple of years, which I'm not so sure about. But 
like you at least had the confidence during all of those years that like if there was a week or whatever, like we saw it in the playoffs year after year where mm-hmm. he could just take it up a notch. I'm not sure that he has that extra notch anymore, like like on, yeah. for a week long basis or whatever, like all these guys, like even Kobe, when he was on his last legs, could turn it on for one game and go for 60 mm-hmm. like he did in his final game. Like and I'm not saying that LeBron's there yet, but I'm just saying as these guys get older, the the extended period of time that they can go up that extra gear and get, go actually activate playoff mode as LeBron called it like it, <laughs> we that didn't really happen no. and it didn't really he couldn't put the Lakers on his shoulders for two months and carry them to the postseason like like we all thought he could and that he was eventually just going to flip that switch and go into Le- the LeBron mode that we all know and start dominating games maybe not on both ends but start affecting the game a little bit more on defense go up a level on offense and then kind of the rest of the team would split the difference and figure things out and we just didn't see that this year and you know I, I don't want to sit here and blame LeBron for all of that because there obviously there was there were coaching issues there were roster concerns construction issues like everybody deserves a piece of this blame pie but I I think that like LeBron I I think that's going to be the lasting thing for me with him is that like we he comes to the Lakers and his first season I think is kind of where we learned that he's not that guy anymore like he's not even going to make an all NBA team like how crazy that's going to be the first or he may he'll probably make an all NBA team team definitely not going to make first team Uh, I think out of respect for his legacy he'll probably end up making third team but I mean, like, that's not the guy that the Lakers sold themselves as signing when they made this move and there was all this stuff about it. And so maybe the front office goes and gets that second guy this summer. It has and, to be the first guy that, like, yeah, that's kind of the scary thing is that it almost, you almost have to go sign someone who's better than him. Yeah. And, and not, if you could find sign somebody that's on a similar level, Golden State's going to drop off a little bit because of, like, you know, Kevin Durant's going to leave and, mm-hmm. I, I think Clay will stay, but Clay theoretically could leave. But I think KD's probably a goner. So like that evens out the playing field with Golden State a little bit. If you end up signing, say Kawhi, then that raises your ceiling. And you know maybe you have a puncher's chance against some of these teams. Maybe you build a little bit better of a roster around LeBron and Kawhi than you had this year. And you know you don't bring in the meme team and you just sign some shooters. Like maybe that's enough to make up the difference and you can get a little lucky and you can go up to that level that we all kind of thought that the Lakers were going to be able to get to of being semi-true contenders. But I I don't know. It's that certainly seems more nebulous now than it was when LeBron signed. Who, how did you take the, the quote about like his fart noise about the experiment? That was fascinating to me for a couple of reasons, not mm-hmm. just the roster construction aspect of it and him disapproving of it. Evidently, I, I think we can probably read a fart noise as that. But <laughs> yeah, I would my, probably say so. Fascinated me the most, like that I, as like a journalism nerd, I'm always like curious about this kind of stuff. Like, did LeBron know that his fart noise would be on the record? Because like we all read about, <laughs> like we've all read about like how these exchanges happen with these reporters. Like, I'm not big time enough to get like a one on one with LeBron when he's walking out of the locker room. Believe it or not, and so. <laughs> Like uh, one of the things that I wonder about is like like you clearly have to gain these guys trust to be able to get that kind of stuff. And like like there's an understanding of what is and isn't uh, like on the record and all those things. And like did LeBron just think that like making a fart noise was a way to dodge like that being on? Like, I don't know. Uh, But that was that that was the fascinating part of it to me was that like that actually made it into the story that LeBron's only response was just. <laughs> to the roster construction, I had to lean into my mic for that. One I wanted to was... know. I wanted to know, like, how they spelled fart noise. 
Yes, that was fascinating too. How they the the blah, 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 like whatever they <laughs> spelled it out as like, like H E B H T. Yeah, that was amazing. So that was one and of the so few that, things. That was, to me, that was more my bigger takeaway from that, uh, more the, so than the journalism aspect of it. Of how does that fart noise make it into print? Was the like this is the first time for real? Like we are seeing LeBron push back on the front office publicly. Yeah. Like it happened a couple times in the Cleveland. There was a, we need an effing point guard, all that stuff. And like, this is LeBron, you know, there've been leaks that make it seem as if LeBron's camp is putting pressure on the front office to <laughs> do things a certain way and whatever. Mellow but this is the first time that we've really had like a LeBron quote that was like, I don't really like what these guys did around me. And I think that maybe things need to be a little bit different. And I'm very curious to see, how Magic Johnson and Rob Palenka respond to being called out publicly like that. My, my thing was, so I've heard, I fired off a tweet when I saw the initial thing, because it dropped fairly early in the morning, right? Yeah. So I, yeah. I, I saw that, I saw that thing drop and I just fired off a tweet that it's, it was weird to me to see LeBron leaking all this stuff about like concerns he has with the organization when he signed off on all of it. And then I came to find out in, yeah. in talking to, you know, talking to people and stuff that he actually wasn't behind the leaks, that he was actually not particularly thrilled that some of that stuff got out there. Um, my Are thing you, is when you say leaks, you're talking the Anthony Davis stuff. No, the 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 entire story, McMiniman's story. Oh, well, like, most of the story, it was pretty clear that a lot of that stuff was from people who wanted who were trying, you know, and you can take guesses at who these yeah. people may be. But it was like. It was people who very clearly like wanted to say, hey, this is not our fault. LeBron is not blameless in this. Yeah. And like especially the players only meeting thing to push back on him for the body language, because that was something that I thought a lot about this season where like if you're a teammate, how do you react to that? Because I know like, it, you yeah. know, if I was playing pickup back in the day, like w when I could actually play basketball, like I. You know, I would not have been happy if somebody was like constantly like waving their arms when yeah. I messed up a play or looking at me and shaking their head and like much less if it was on TV and like I knew all of my friends and family were going to see it. I knew everybody around the world was going to see it like, I, you know, that was interesting to me to hear that Rondo kind of uh, organized like a meeting in support kind of of some of these other guys and saying like, hey, this isn't cool. You got to stop it. And it didn't really work. We've seen LeBron do it many times since then. But most recently, I I remember. I was sitting on press row with Pete and we both noticed him. It was early on in that win versus the Hornets. He uh, tried to throw a pass to Kyle Kuzma. And when Kuzma didn't continue his cut, LeBron just kind of just waved his arms around and was very clearly pissed off. And I was like, oh, I guess the meeting didn't work. Um, <laughs> I feel like Kuzma is the one who takes that all the hardest, too. Yeah, I agree. There are, there are players like I think if he was to do that with Ingram, Ingram might haul I... off and punch him. <laughs> I gotta be careful how I say this because I don't want to like start like a whole thing, but like I, I don't know. Just watching the two of their, it, it, just being a part of and watching the way that the two of them interview and talk about things and answer certain questions. I don't know if there. I don't want to say that there is for sure a disconnect there, but it's just interesting to listen to some of their responses yeah. to the same questions. Like when LeBron says, "You know, I thought the the ball movement was great, and we were all playing together." And Kuz says, "Ah, oh, you know, I thought it was okay. Mm -hmm. I, I think it could have been a little better." You know, I don't know. I don't want to overread you ask yourself who had like the that. ball. <laughs> yeah, people can have people can have different op opinions, yeah. but. 
yeah, I don't know. It, it's just uh, I it it was interesting. Well, uh, let's let's offer. We have a, another five minutes or so. Let's get into the Rondo. You you kind of alluded to it really quickly. Uh, some of the Rondo quotes and and what did he say specifically? You've been well, you've been so that excited was not, about this. Well, so that was not the thing that I was excited to tell oh, you about great. in regards to Rondo. So <laughs> there was a, there was the players only thing with uh with Rondo. Where he, he uh, the players only meeting that he helped organize where they push back on LeBron for the body language. The thing that I was excited to tell you about was Anthony. I have I, I have some news for you. Oh boy, Rajon Rondo says he was he would absolutely want to return to the Lakers next season. Anthony, for those you can't watch, you can't see this. It's an audio podcast. Anthony literally just collapsed. Why? Like he didn't fall out of his chair, but his chair just leaned all the way back. That's what the silence was. Here's the thing that, that, that makes me the most nervous about this. Is this an intro? Is this this isn't an April Fool's joke, is it? No, it's not. God I wish it, I, I that I wish I was that clever. That would have been really funny. No, this is for real. <laughs> All right. So here's what makes he me. Said the, it, he said it after Friday's game to Dave McMenamin of ESPN. That was an exclusive. What what make? All right. So one. That's not always indicative of how a player feels about an organization, right? Like we've yeah, seen, we saw that Lopez. with like Brooke Lopez. Yeah. So. So that's what I'm going to hold out hope for. <laughs> Here's what makes me nervous about this with Rajon Rondo specifically is that like numerically, statistically with count stat counting stats, he'll, he'll convince a coach like a former player, right? Jason Kidd, Mark Jackson, whoever that coach might be magic Johnson. Um, he'll, he'll convince them that actually he's doing good things on a basketball court, but like, like if, if if Rajon Rondo went to Houston and was as bad defensively as he was, the front no, office. No, Rondo would... is a Rondo is a veteran expert at compiling stats yeah. that don't really matter all that much. Right. And and so like if he went to Houston, I wouldn't be I if I if if the Lakers employed Daryl Morey and and that analytics department, I wouldn't be nearly as nervous about it because they would know to limit his role. But with this front office and then who I think is probably going to be the coach next season. It's going to be like an X player, probably a point guard, right? Um, and 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 that type of a coach is going to look at what Rajon Rondo does out there and say that guy should be getting more minutes. And, and or for, look at what he does, not even necessarily out there, but in the locker room, and right. be like, well, he has to start because he's a leader. Right, right. And so, so that makes me. You realize how bad you have to be to be a net negative player with LeBron James on the court. You realize how awful at basketball you have to be to pull that off. Yeah, I mean, I think that there, I think there is some noise in those numbers because of how bad the Lakers were as a whole, kind of for most of that, for a lot of that stretch. Like, there's some noise. I'm not saying that Rondo is a good player. This is not me defending him. I just, I don't think that. I don't know that he's necessarily bad at basketball. No, because you know he's an NBA team, but he's not. He's not a good fit for a LeBron James team. No. At all, because like if you want Ron, like if you want Rondo at this point in 2019, if you want Rondo, he needs to have the ball in his hands, uh, kind of like always. But yeah. it's you know he's been one of the Lakers' best three point shooters this year, but that's mostly because the team's been terrible at three point shooting, not necessarily because Rondo's good. Um, but he's been league average from that level. But that he teams don't respect him. We saw the Bucks play yeah. that for like he shot eight threes in the first quarter because the Bucks just were were not you know, guarding were, him. weren't even guarding him um, and. And then so yeah so I I don't know I what, I just I wanted to push back on that a little bit what, because what I makes, think you were a little hard on him. What what makes me what I don't like about Rondo's approach to offense is that 
like I think 70% of his three pointers are unassisted. And that means you're not you're not spacing the floor at all, right? No, that, you're just you're taking pull-ups. Right. And and so when for for a player that, you know, if you're going to play somebody next to LeBron James and they're taking unassisted three-point shots, that means that player thinks that it, the more valuable play on on any in any of these given settings is for them to shoot a three-pointer off the dribble when LeBron James is on the court with them. And that's just that that's not going to be the best scenario for 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 any type of offensive set. Nope. So, gosh. yeah, I don't know. I, I wanted to kind of ambush you on the podcast with that. See if you had truly been decompressed for the whole weekend. I I did not hear that. So and good, I would I'm not have reacted well really, to it. I'm glad you had a nice weekend and that I could ruin it. <laughs> We're going to take a quick second here. And when we come back, we have a ton of stuff. I want to I want to talk about Pelicans fans reacting to LeBron being shut down. I, I just think it's it's huge. Oh, we gonna, behavior. Yeah, I think we had a, a, a segment called the Wambulance. Before, yeah, like so the, the, we can bring the Wambulance back. Such wieners. And then so so the that one, I have a question that I, I want to ask you about LeBron because baseball is underway. Uh, I want to ask you about this question and see how you feel about it. Uh, I have a chapter to read still of of Byron's. So we have a ton to get to still hang tight for a bit. And we'll come right back. All right, so I want to start with my my baseball question to you. You aren't really a baseball. Okay, player. I'm, I I don't know what the question is. My get can I guess at it? Mm-hmm. It would LeBron be better at baseball than Michael Jordan was? And my answer is <laughs> my answer is probably not. No, because I he's think that he's like a little taller. You know, strike zone would be a little bigger. Yeah. He, you know, all that stuff. He didn't grow up playing it like Michael Jordan did, yeah. but. You know, like that doesn't mean that he's not the goat. There are other things that he's better at, like you know, like having movie projects and wearing all kinds of pants stuff. that fit. Yeah, it's true. LeBron yeah. much better at wearing jeans. <laughs> but my question to you though is, so Jordan had the clutch gene. LeBron has the clutch jeans. Jeans, but like spelled with a K. <laughs> Jordan wears the clutch Gen codes, right? The GNCOs. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so. Uh, my question to you, though, the Dodgers have started the season, I think, three or four and zero. Uh, the Cleveland Indians, last I checked, were beating the the Cle- uh, the Chicago White Sox. There's a chance where those two teams could meet in the World Series. Who does LeBron root for in that series? The Yankees. <laughs> If the late no, if, all right. So if the Dodgers played the Yankees in the World Series, you would root for the Yankees. Ooh, that's interesting because like the didn't didn't he go to a um, an Indians playoff game against the Yankees in Indian stuff while he was, was back in Cleveland? There was like a huge like gift of him like dancing. around. Yeah, what's like him? It wasn't Jr. shirtless in the box or something. <laughs> he was shirtless that whole off season. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> so I, I think. You know, I think he – that's interesting. I think he'd probably go in, like, the Dodger stuff just to be like, hey, like, L.A. fans, I'm one of you. I don't know. Like, you know you know what his move would be? Wearing Brooklyn Dodgers stuff. Oh, then it's like a meet me in the middle yeah, type it's thing? Because like, <laughs> if he wears L.A. Dodgers stuff, then he – my thing is he doesn't I – think, I think he actually does root for the Dodgers in that one, or he wears Dodgers stuff while rooting for the Yankees. I think it depends on how the next season goes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends on how Space Jam 2 goes. Yeah. 
Um, all right. It's so... critical reception in Los Angeles. <laughs> Spike Lee just starts showing up to all the Lakers games. Um, all right. So I wanted to – I one of the few things that I've seen – as a result of LeBron being shut down for the season specifically, the first game of that was against the Pelicans, right? Yes. The first game that he was like after being shut down, shut down, not like load management or whatever, but shut down. He had on like, I think three chains. I was actually very impressed. It was <laughs> like that. That must be cool to just be able to like throw on like probably a million dollars worth of jewelry on any one day and just walk around with it. I, I do wish I could accessorize like NBA players. Like the yeah, most I, I could, you have to. The problem is you have to be like good looking and in shape, and you know, <laughs> I am neither. Yeah, I'm a podcaster. So, <laughs> so anyway, uh, I saw like a, a, a bunch of stuff from from people who cover the Pelicans and and some Pelicans fans who were angry about the Lakers' ability to shut LeBron down for the season after the NBA. <laughs> Pelicans fans angry? What? <laughs> About the Lakers? About something the Lake LeBron did? <laughs> Anthony, hold on. You should have told me to sit down. Let me just So so I see this, right? And I didn't I didn't get into a back and forth. They already are not fans of me in in the greater New Orleans area. Oh, I wonder if there's a reason for that. There oh, I definitely earned that one. That was a stupid thing yeah. for me to say. But anyway, um so but I, I they I hope these Pelicans fans recognize that there's a difference here between Anthony Davis being shut down. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is like, how, how can you be intellectually honest with yourself and not understand the difference between a LeBron's 35 now, right? I don't want people 34. yelling at us about 34. Mm-hmm. LeBron, a 34, either way, a 34 year, a mid 30s LeBron James being shut down for the season Who missed versus Anthony Davis with no injuries being yeah. shut down for the rest of the year after the All Star break because it's awkward. Right. DNP awkwardness. Also, also, LeBron James and the Lakers are reportedly on the same page in regards to this stuff. Like, Yeah, and Anthony playing. Davis wanted to play. Right. So, like, that I, that was the thing that I wanted to say, like, all weekend, but I just said I'm, gonna, I'm not going to. No, we'll give it to our audience here and not start, like, you know, if any of you were to go tweet at New Orleans bloggers about it, there's nothing we can do to stop <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, there's nothing we could do. Just don't say that we sent you. To this stop is, uh, you from from adding Bourbon Street shots or whatever it is. Yeah, this is, this is Lake Show Life Black Ops. <laughs> but I, I just, you didn't see any of that? Lake Show. I just, my bad. What, what, do, we, what do we do? Or what did you say? Did you say Lockdown Lakers? No, it's okay. Just, no. we'll edit that out. <laughs> But you didn't see any of that. I I was like one of the few things I got to see. No, because honestly, especially on weekends, I mainly pay attention to the feed with like uh like I have a private list of like news breakers and yeah. stuff like that. Like I'm not really looking at my general timeline. Yeah. Um. On especially because like uh, over I I took uh I took Mia out like on I think it was like Saturday. I'm getting my get days mixed You've up. You've been going but... out a bunch lately. Huh? You've been going out a bunch lately. Well, you know, we've had like reasons to celebrate. So what's that? What's that reason to celebrate? Puff your chest out a little bit, dude. No, I'm, it's fine. Come on, say it. No, I'm not. Say that's, it. Like, I'm having a son. So okay, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Unreal. I'm having a daughter. Um, all right. So were you supposed? Were you allowed to reveal that just now? Because aren't you having a gender reveal party this weekend? Well, we can edit this out. No, I'm not editing it. I guess you're <laughs> editing this show. <laughs> All right, I have a Byron chapter to read. 
or to to talk about? Well, no. I, I, before we before we get to that, I, I wanted to run a couple things past you in regards to Space Jam. So I had some. There, there was the news that LeBron's going to have. Well, we'll try and keep this brief. But there was the news that LeBron was going to have the practice court built so oh, that yeah. he can practice. Yeah, he's he needs the he needs the off season time to practice now because mm-hmm. he's got to you know he's got to stay in game shape. This is what Jordan did. So he's continuing to chase Jordan's ghost right down to the details can of the I, Space Jam production. To, quick, quick tangent. It's funny to me to see Kobe fans annoyed with LeBron for following in Jordan's footsteps. Is that a thing? Oh, yeah. Like a lot of people with Kobe avatars are all like, oh, he's trying to be Jordan. I'm like, did you not pay attention to the first, like, Oh, you know what? Actually, yeah. Now that you – now that I think about that a little bit. 15 years of of Kobe's career, he was was like actually mimicking Jordan. (laughs) That's what he went out there and did. Huh? 20 of them. Yeah, I guess, yeah. I thought, like, at the end there, he tried to, like, when he when he started doing the mama mentality stuff, like, he tried to. Oh, like, to... when he started being, like, not good anymore? Like, oh, no. <laughs> you said that. I didn't say that. I'll do respect to, I'll do re-24 pecs to uh, Kobe <laughs> on that one. Like, Kobe was amazing. It was just the last couple of years we needed. It's like Jordan. Jordan gets his pass for his Wizards years. We all need to do the same thing with Kobe up until the farewell game. We just pretend like he, he tore his Achilles, yeah. and then he had that farewell game the next game, and yeah. then that was it. It Kobe. just nothing happened in between. Nothing in between. There was n- nothing. Definitely so, but didn't anyway. help derail so D'Angelo Russell's there, career. I'm I'm just I didn't hear that and it's fine. I'm just going to ignore <laughs> that it happened. Um, LeBron. So LeBron is going to do this. He's going to have pickup games on the set of the Space Jam 2 production. And I was trying to think of like because I was looking back through like the borderline psychopathic like Michael Jordan stories from when it, like his pickup games where he was like there was one. It was a guy was like he wasn't even an extra on the movie. He was an extra in basketball movies that was like good at basketball. He was a college player. He mm-hmm. got invited to just come play in these pickup games because he knew the director. And um and Jordan was he he had to guard Jordan a couple times. Oh, and God. he just said so. Here's the one play I got switched on to Jordan because Chris was like Keith, you can take him. Jordan hit a 35 footer on me. I mean it was ridiculous. Leg out, <laughs> tongue out, all that stuff. Hit a 35 footer on me and goes get the f off the court. Although. <laughs> <laughs> so Jordan is screaming this at guys that are like and an extra from the movie. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like these are the kind of stories I want to hear. Like I want the full oral history of like LeBron's pickup games on this thing. So I was like trying to think of some sample headlines we might get out yeah. of it, and I want to run a couple pa- of these past right. you see if you have any better ideas. Mm-hmm. So like, here's one. LeBron James invites Isaiah Thomas to Space Jam 2 set pickup games, quickly tires of him again, and trades him to the set of a CW show, filming a few lots over. <laughs> he's, he's the new Green Arrow? Yeah. Well, th- yeah, okay, there we go. I was going to say, like, the Lakers, it's actually kind of fit. It's more fitting than I thought, because I just realized this now. The Lakers last year were kind of like the NBA version of a CW show. It was just, like, a bunch of, like, young guys. It wasn't that great, like, Looked critically. Like a bunch of movie extras. Yeah, it wasn't that great critically, but, like, it was enjoyable to watch. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you could have it on in the background. Like, that was last year's Lakers team. You could kind of root for them. They knew what they were. They knew they weren't, like, uh, like Emmy Award winning material, but they were all right. So Did we just make up the Degrassi Lakers? Yeah, I think we did. I think Lonzo, we just did. Lonzo kind of looks like Drake, so that, like, that really <laughs> One of the meanest but funniest tweets I've ever seen was Lonzo Ball looks like if, uh, looks like if a fourth grader tried to draw Drake. <laughs> <Right>. and... Yeah. <laughs> Or, right, like, so an... or like, uh, Ben, Ben Roethlisberger looks like a five-year-old tried to draw a person. 
It's perfect. It's so good. It's actually very true. <laughs> um, okay, so I got another one. LeBron James spends 10 minutes of pickup game sitting on bench trying to trade his, quote, trash squad of production extras for Anthony Davis. <laughs> Would he – is – is uh, oh, my God. Allegory. Why am I blanking on his – why am I blanking on this actor? The guy who was in Space Jam 1. The white guy. Oh, Bill Murray? Thank you. I was thinking Bill Pullman, but he was in a penance. But yeah. there's no way that Bill <laughs> Bill Murray's going to get traded for Anthony Davis. Yeah, but so they're throwing him in the package. Who do we think is the more valuable commodity at this point, Anthony Davis or Bill Murray? Like it, on like on a basketball court, I would imagine Anthony yeah, Davis. Like like in their respective fields. I still think Bill Murray has to still be worth more money than Anthony Davis, right? I don't know, man. He's been a lot of really famous movies. The internet loves him. Yeah. He's not hated in New Orleans. (laughs) Just wait till Anthony Davis is not in New Orleans I don't know. Maybe there's like... (laughs) Anyway. I got got one more. Uh Um, Michael B. Jordan confused and shocked after LeBron James lights him up for 60 points in pickup game while screaming, who's the goat now after every (laughs) basket during Jordan's visit to Black Panther director Ryan Coogler's Space Jam 2 set. What are the chances Michael Jordan shows up to beat Michael B. Jordan? Like on the set? Yeah. Like I don't know. I would imagine probably low. I, I but I was like it. I was trying to work in like a like like imagine the the one that I couldn't find a funny headline around was like imagine if Kobe and Michael Jordan showed up to the set one day. No, they just they, they launch a blog to to critique this movie. Critique the pickup games too. Yeah, well, no. So, like, Kobe has an Oscar. Jordan's, like, my fadeaways were better over, like, production extras. So, like, Kobe has an Oscar. Jordan has Space Jam 1. Like, both guys just try to rip apart this movie. I could see it. Yeah, it could be, like, the new, uh, like, who who are the famous movie critics? It was, like, Ebert and... Roper? Yeah, Ebert and Roper. It could be, like, Bryant and Jordan. Yeah. Get or like Brian just a show Jordan. on movies where they only review Space Jam two and they just it's make fun just of it every week. One show it's just... long. <laughs> I'd watch it. I would watch it. Well, like what? Like what other headlines do you think that we like? Can you think of anything that we might get from these pick like these pickup games? Uh, Kyle Kuzma. Like so, we talked earlier today about how my uh, LeBron was is is pretty loud and obnoxious about like ripping apart Kyle Kuzma on the court. Well, not just him. It's like all of them. But like he's like pretty, he's abusing Kuzma for getting lines. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like Kuzma thinks that not enough players are getting enough lines and LeBron thinks that they're perfectly fine as is. LeBron thinks they should just be happy that he let them in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> who do we think? So, all right. I want I do want to know who like which NBA players do we think are going to make an appearance? Well, whatever, whoever LeBron circumvents the cap by uh, signing to be his co-star in Los Angeles and Space Jam 2. So do, that'll be number one. Do we think Kawhi Leonard's laugh makes an appearance in the movie? Yeah. Right? Yeah. There it is. We just broke I mean, some I news. Think that, that's, who, that's who I'm thinking the co-star. I mean, I think I said this conspiracy theory on like an earlier episode, but like that's my favorite one heading into the offseason is like, do, like, does LeBron use Space Jam 2 as a way to get a co-star to Los Angeles? Oh, yeah. And he pays him just out, yeah, outrageously like an outlandish pays. amount of money for, yeah. like, how long. You remember me saying this, right? No, it's a great theory. 
Okay, yeah, because Pete thought he thought of it, and I had to set him straight, like on the on the train over no, the weekend. No, Pete but... had entertainment sources. He doesn't. Yeah. He didn't have the. Well, oh, okay. So Pete probably knows that this is happening. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. He's already. He's All just right, waiting. Well, go to ahead and aggregate that. The big leap. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. It's not, we we got to wrap this up. It's All time right. for uh, it's time for Byron's book club. So what this, did you learn from your chapter this week? This uh, this chapter was all about <clears throat> the. It's called "We Win, We All Win," and uh, those five. The, <laughs> so it's about how you're better off getting contracts from winning and not numbers. And okay. That's, so so one of the things. I actually right. wrote, I mean, LOL. hey, I, I actually, you know what? I, I know we clown on some of his advice sometimes on this show. I actually think that that is, especially for the modern NBA, pretty sage advice because like teams, teams are too smart to hire to like pay the to pay gunners anymore. Like yeah. they want these guys that actually contribute to winning, and they have ways to determine that. Lou Williams became valuable because he became efficient, whereas he used yeah, to be, like Williams he would have been seen as efficient because he could score. because he looks like the type of player that's yeah. empty staff, like production wise and the way he plays, but he actually does contribute to win it yeah he's actually valuable so i i wrote lol on uh, one of these paragraphs he writes we put money and ego and stats aside and focus solely on winning rings every game certain people made sacrifices and other players rose to the occasion every season there were different leaders contributing on different levels and my thing is i don't think so byron i kind of sort of think it was either magic or kareem (laughs) right like they were if it's if the who like who only Byron would think he would be a leader on a team with Magic Johnson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Well, wasn't Byron one of the young guys? Yeah, he was really young. Like, wait, he was at least I think five years younger than Magic. It was like two chapters ago we were reading about them hazing him. Yeah. <laughs> so the next one, uh, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, yeah, the, this has this has an all-time sentence. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. This made me laugh out loud while I was reading it. <clears throat> One of those championship years, I was the team's leading scorer for the season. Casual NBA fans might not remember that because it didn't matter to us. So we were out there talking about who did what. Other seasons, I was asked to contribute in different ways. And I just like, he was just like, you lames, you blog boys. He's like, only only true fans remember when I was leading the NBA in scoring. He was he he didn't lead the NBA in scoring. He led I that know, he specific team yeah. in scoring. Uh, it would yeah. just be funny if he had tried to sneak like that in there. Like he's like, well, nobody's gonna like. You know, I can write whatever I want. Like I won MVP one year too. So then a, a few a few uh, paragraphs later, he was talking about the 1988 finals where the Lakers beat the Detroit Pistons, uh, and Big Game James earned his big name James moniker. Yeah, uh, and so here's uh, here's here's how he describes that. It's team basketball, and for what it's worth, I still scored a twenty, a quiet twenty-one points the night that James <laughs> Worthy, <laughs> James Worthy had a thirty-six point triple double. <laughs> and for what it's worth, I was pretty good too. It should have been big game, Byron. <laughs> this was a, I, I, I actually really enjoyed that's reading an this. Incredible, chat. like that's an incredible just sneaking that in there. Like, <laughs> by actually, the way, I was really key to that too. With that's my the kind twenty-one, of stuff you let points. other people say about you. With my twenty-one, yeah, right, right. Like that's the kind of thing that like Drew Unga on Twitter would say. Like, actually, Byron scored like a nice, efficient twenty-one points. Hey, Byron was a great Laker. You will not like you. You will not hear me say yeah. otherwise. Like as a player, he was incredible. As a coach, he was champ. the exact opposite. I think he wouldn't. He wouldn't. So I think Magic has what five rings? Yes. 
So I think Byron has four. That sounds right. Yeah, and then and then the one year uh, Magic won with Norm Nixon, and then wanted him traded because he wanted to be the only point guard on the team. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, that was a fun. There was a fun chapter. the 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 purpose of it was sacrifice. I think. What's weird to me? All right, so this was the first chapter I really like. Well, actually, like he, he that that was the chapter that he read to the Lakers when they were all sacrificing so that Kobe could like you know move up the scoring Get fifty shots a bit more in his last game. Season. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what was odd to me is that so in reading this, it's it's Byron and then the other guy, right? Yeah. Who go like they they write back. It was odd. This was the most pronounced that the two messages had nothing at all to do with each other, at all. So that was kind of weird, but it was a fun well, chapter. The to first read chapter you've actually like fully read. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that might be why. <laughs> it was a fun chapter, though. We win, we all win. And that was what Magic told him about uh, endorsement deals. So if the Lakers win, everybody gets paid. At one oh, so point, I wonder if I wonder if that's probably the same. Uh, that's probably the same advice Magic had at the trade deadline. At one, at one. But guess point, what, you bunch of babies. <laughs> the Lakers win, we all win, even if you're a Pelican. We uh, so he was writing about how after '88, uh, Magic, not all the companies could afford Magic, so it was like a trickle down effect of players who would get like endorsement deals just because Magic was too expensive for other players. Who says trickle down economics doesn't work? <laughs> That'll do it for this episode of The Lake Show before I really get in a sudden trouble. Uh, this was fun. Make sure you guys are tuning in for all of the shows. All We have five shows to fill out every day of yeah, the I've work week. I promised it for like four weeks, like probably five weeks. Yeah. That I would, like this is the Monday that we'd have the show. Like we actually finally have the Monday show. Yeah, we actually finally have all the shows. So check yeah. them all out. They're actually all really good too. I've, I've actually – I. One thing I did do because we had a seven-hour drive was I did spend a little bit of time listening to some of these – all the shows. Only like six weeks in. But they're all good. Yeah, that's what I've been – I've been trying to tell you. They're all good. So check all those out. Check uh, check out all of us on Silver Screen and Roll at LakersSBN on Twitter, and we'll talk to you again next week. Mm-hmm.